Welcome to the Soul Journeys podcast. My name is Jennifer Longmore and I am founder of the number one Akashic Record training school in the world. As a seasoned light worker and ascension worker, I want to bring you the show to provide you with the divine guidance and tools that you need as a light worker and change agent to navigate this great awakening. So if that is something that you're craving, then you have come to the right place. Think of this High Vibe podcast as your guide to the changes that we're seeing in the world so that you can be supported in navigating the new paradigm. Leave it to me to provide you with the divine tools, resources, and experts that will support you in navigating this once-in-a-lifetime epic event. Thank you for pressing play. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone, to the Soul Journeys podcast. I am very excited to introduce you to Christoph Melchizedek. You can learn more about him at Christoph.love. And if you're not familiar with him, you're going to be so glad that you tuned in today because he is functioning very much in the 5D and beyond. And so we're going to learn some really interesting perspectives around what's going on in this great awakening, what we can expect and our healing opportunities and maybe different ways we can look at some of the key players that are sort of pulling a lot of the puppet strings right now in this great awakening. So he is a shaman and entrepreneur. He's a highly sought after leadership coach. He's also a dad and a husband and he is really big on creating conscious communities. So I'd love to hear more about that in a moment. He has spent over 25 years working with Fortune 500 executives, pro athletes, entrepreneurs, and experts in health, performance, and healing arts, and so on. He is coined as a spiritual futurist, which is amazing. I don't often hear that, actually. People describe themselves that way, so I'd love to hear more about that. And he is really gifted, and I know this firsthand, at translating these ancient gifts and tools and teachings and grounding them in a way that we can really understand and use as humans. So, Christoph, how are you? Yes, very well, Jennifer. Beautiful to be back with you. We've uh, connected, of course, uh, already uh, in a beautiful uh, a beautiful conversation uh, a few times, and uh, it's beautiful to be on your podcast. I think this is my first time on your podcast. So uh, uh-huh. it's uh, beautiful to be here with all of you at home who are tuning in, listening or uh, watching uh, whatever's coming through in this transmission. So yeah, we're well, we're based here in New Zealand and uh, we're in New Zealand, of course, are in a little bubble. Um, we got ahead of the, uh, the, the COVID-19 dramas, uh, you know, and, you know, we're just basically securing the borders. They think, you know, people are obviously, there's a lot of New Zealanders coming back into the country. I just read yesterday that, you know, they, they can't keep up with the amount of New Zealanders coming home. Um, so they had to sort of slow that down a little bit. But what's happening for us here is that we are completely open. There's no restrictions in our life. Um, but when you come back into the country, they're only allowing New Zealand residents or citizens back in. Um, you have to go through two weeks quarantine in a hotel. Uh, basically, it's a little bit kind of, you know, you know two, two weeks of toughness, but then you, you're, in, you're in an open, free kind of um, society where there's no restrictions. So as long as they keep the borders kind of clear, you know, I think, and because we're in the unique situation that we're an island, um, you know, very far away from everything. You have to be super committed to get here. Um, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're okay. It's kind of life is normal, you know, and what I did here 
was that New Zealanders are very much um, supporting our economy. So, of course, you know, we've just had the holidays. We've got a couple of traditional um, tourist locations such as Wanaka, Queenstown. We went down there, definitely unloaded, unloaded our shopping bags <laughs> uh, down there yeah. along with many people. It was completely packed. And we've had like a good economic uh, month, Kiwis, who I think they said there's, there's a, some, uh, quite a large sum of money that gets spent by New Zealanders traveling overseas every year. Um, that money got redirected into, you know, our own internal economy. So I think that, that a lot of the um, people down south where are, are traditional tourist spots such as Queenstown and Wanaka weren't really knowing what to expect uh, in the holidays and they kind of got a little bit surprised uh, with the amount, of the amount that came through. So we're in our own little um, bubble here and uh, we are praying for all beloveds around the planet right now as this incredible changes sweep the planet because we are definitely in an accelerated times and I'm sure our conversation may steer into some of these potentials and possibilities <laughs> uh, that is going on right now in the collective field. But here in New Zealand, um, we are well. We recently moved here 18 months ago. My wife, uh, we were living in Ibiza in Spain, and my wife knew that something was coming, and she said that, listen, you don't want to be in Europe when that comes. So uh, we relocated, and yeah, we're happy and healthy just in our new home, and kids are, my son's just started the green school. Uh, we came here to New Zealand because the green school opened which is a derivative of the Bali school and they're rolling out globally now. So we're really excited. He's in there. He's happy. And uh, yeah, it's, it's all as well for us. Thank you in, in New Zealand. I'm so glad to hear that. And uh, as you're talking, it strikes me <clears throat> how each country has its own, I guess you could say miasm, right? Of energy, past, present, and future, and whatever it's meant to be experiencing, and then whoever's choosing to be there, what they're meant to be experiencing. Because as you know, I'm in Canada, and I really thought that our country was run differently than what I'm starting to see with how things are playing out. I've since come to learn that they're in, in one of the five countries, right? The, the five I, tri, uh, like uh, whatever, whatever they're calling it. New Zealand's so, also in the five eyes. Yeah. It's kind of like both yeah. Canada, New Zealand, they're all kind of, a, you know, we're still a little bit of that kind of like, you know, control that they're looking to kind of create that digital, digital kind of framework. So it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting, isn't it? To see the playing out and New Zealand as well as Canada, you know, changed a little bit of the rules of what police and military can do because of the pandemic, you know, what, what sort of, what mm -hmm. sort of new rights they're allowed. So it's super interesting, you know, in each country, how the, uh, how they are now going in and changing the laws and, you know, kind of like what happened in 9-11, uh, you know, where they sort of um, took away a few civil liberties and uh, opened up, you know, their, their kind of ability to kind of directly come in and interfere uh, into uh, private citizens affairs. This is another excuse to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, I think, you know, when I think of what we're going through now, it's not new for us to have a very elite group of people controlling us as human beings on this planet. It's just looked different through the ages, right? But our illusion of freedom, I think, for, the, for people that are now in the awakening, they really get it like, oh, we're here. This thing that we heard might happen one day is actually here. We are in it. And... Uh, I think one of the things I really came to see, and I know many of the people I support did, 
was that we actually were under the illusion that we had way more freedom than what we did. I'm talking about three-dimensional freedom. I'm not talking about freedom of thought and, you know, uh, evolving our soul and so on. And, um, and part of why I was really guided to create this podcast was to help people go through all those phases of deep programming that we go through in this unveiling because there's so much to process. We're having to hold space for ourselves, potentially hold space for our families, hold space for our clients. And, um, you know, there's, there's different, we're going to have different feelings on different days, depending on what's sort of coming and flicking us in the forehead that day. Some days we're, <laughs> we're feeling like nothing's affecting us. Other days we're feeling like we got donkey kicked in the face and sort of everything in between. So what, what are you seeing? Cause I know you're very in tune and when people get to connect with you more, they'll understand this, that you're very, very clean and clear in your channeling and what you're seeing and, and your capacity to connect in with a lot of galactic information and so on. So what are you seeing happening for us? Let's say for the net, for the remainder of 2020, what kind of things do you anticipate we're going to be navigating? Yes. Okay. Well, everything is, you know, fields of potential. And so, you know, as you become more clear, you can sort of tune in and the, and the key to it is you're tuning in from beyond the program, from beyond the mainframe. The mainframe is kind of that kind of controlled, managed perceptual filter, belief system, narrative kind of frequency and energy that they want you to live in. When you take your consciousness beyond that, you're almost like that kind of helicopter ability to go up and sort of see the bigger picture playing out because you're not in the mayor anymore. And that's just, you know, all of us have that ability. It's just working on your frequency and consciousness. So, you know, 2020 is going, going to, you know, expect the unexpected is, is what I'm going to suggest for 2020. Because as we are coming in, you know, part of this orchestration, you know, is, is largely because the elite, the elite groupings and, and, you know, we can go as galactic and as 3d as we want here. So we just, you know, you can guide me as to kind of what, how, how big a picture we, we want to go, but just know that the elite, the elite groupings, the cabal groupings, you know, whatever you want to label and call those um, people who are kind of calling the shots, they also have their puppet masters. Their puppet masters are more high dimensional off planet beings who want to sort of, you know, take the earth's resources and control. So there's these just various levels, but the, the, the physical embodiment, let's call them the puppets, um, who are the elite group groups, you know, at the moment don't have their kind of um, playmaker um, in the White House. So they, they are, they are, you know, you know, doing all that they can to ensure that, that they, you know, have that, have, have their person, have someone that they more control inside the White House. So a lot of this grand orchestration, because if the economy was keeping on going smoothly, you know, the existing president would have become a shoo-in again. He would have like, you know, would have, would, would, wouldn't have been a contest. They had to create some kind of havoc to kind of create the, you know, economic situation to different because it's the only way you're going to get an incumbent out is that if enough people are unhappy about the economy, what's the way to crash the economy as well as push forward an agenda that you have? What's that agenda? Well, part of that agenda from the higher dimensional perspective is that the um, uh, higher dimensional beings who, who are who are the puppet masters in control of the puppets on the earth have a eugenics program where basically they want to sort of manipulate the human DNA, which makes it easier for siphoning kind of um, energy. Hence the kind of the vaccination agenda that many of you can kind of feel kind of cooking, right? 
create a problem. Oh, and here's a solution. So, you know, and, and, and you've got sort of, you know, people who are sort of been fronting up into that space who, you know, don't really have any business in that space, you know, uh, given their background is more technology, suddenly coming from a more of a tech space into suddenly a medical space, everyone's going, well, what does this guy know about vaccinations? Well, it's because he's part of the, uh, the, drum, the drum marches for that kind of more uh, globalist agenda. And, and, the, and the big picture there is that you sort of have this, um, uh, vaccination that does contain kind of all sorts of nasty substances in it, you know, to kind of allow an easier siphoning of human consciousness, ultimately, you know, as you start to bring in kind of 5G tendencies, you've got the vaccinations, which can then with the nanobots inside it can control, can, can create kind of like a nanobotted kind of 5G uh, matrix, which makes it easy to track, trace and siphon consciousness. So that's kind of like that big sort of semi-galactic 3D merged kind of picture without going into it too much, mm -hmm. um, uh, as well as kind of making sure that they've got the, 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 the ringleader, their own ringleader in, in, the, in the hot seat of the White House uh, going on. So that's kind of like the backdrop of what's, ha what's, kind, of, what's kind of happening. And, and, you know, I know that um, uh, America and, uh, and the whole world, in fact, is, is very polarized on the incumbent president you know and the the only thing i would say to people is that if you're triggered by you know by trump you know and and it's you just have to distinguish whether it's the personality that's triggering you or actually the policy so are you uh definitely going into the kind of the the policies and have the actual results he's getting in certain areas or are you only triggered by his personality because if it's a personality thing maybe it's an invitation to look into the unhealed woundings that you have with your father or the masculine or the patriarchy because he's very abrasive and a little bit obnoxious right for many people and that's literally because they are triggered uh, by that because there's an unhealed wounding in their field about the masculine let's face it the world is wounded by the masculine right now because we've just come out of an eon of time of the patriarchy so everything is energy and these different energetic broadcasts which come on have a have a particular of a, a frequency to it and for the last several thousands and thousands and thousands of years We've been in, in, the, in the broadcast signal of the morphogenetic umbrella of the masculine consciousness, the patriarchy. And so if you take a look at our kind of civilizations from the American civilization to the British Empire, then we had the Spanish in there, then we had the, the, Rome, the Roman you know, Empire and the Greeks, the Venetians, all the way back to even Atlantis. All of that was held with the masculine consciousness. That's why there was elite groupings, there was control, there was patriarchy, there was royalty, there was pyramids, there was centralization. Uh, there was science and technology were more the gods, okay then. The time before that was the feminine consciousness and that was the epoch of Lemuria where we had, you know, millions of years under the feminine consciousness, right? Then Lemuria fell in the Pacific Basin and the earth changes happened and Atlantis grew as the masculine consciousness came. Well, right now we are, you know, on a frequency that's, you know, we've never been here before where we are right now because just recently we have merged out of the patriarchal kind of broadcast into the twin ray, the balance of the masculine and feminine consciousness. 
So we are really in, a, in, a, in an amazing new space. And whenever you are transitioning from old to new, there has to be the burning of the old, right? There has to be the collapse of the old. Any forest that regenerates first goes through forest fire before it can regenerate and grow. And from a spiritual perspective and a higher consciousness perspective, we are simply going through that transition and very accelerated, although it seems a long time in our human life that we're having to endure various things. It's actually quite a blink of an eye, really, if you look at, you know, evolution from an evolutionary perspective, that this now new frequency of balanced masculine and feminine working harmoniously together is now the broadcast signal. What does that mean? That frequency and consciousness is coming forth into our earth grids, building new morphogenetic fields. What does that mean? Us as humans, we run off energy fields, our own personal energy field and consciousness now is being illuminated with the balance of masculine and feminine working together. So all of our inspiration comes from that place. What we are seeing now is the birthing of new tools and technology, which is unity consciousness expressing itself as new organizational systems for the evolution of our species. We're seeing distributed ledger, decentralized blockchains. We're seeing kind of all of that infrastructure, the very, very beginnings, allowing humanity to organize ourselves outside of government authority or hierarchical control from corporate centralizations who have become slave to profit. What we're witnessing is the renaissance of the human spirit uh, organizing itself in community, organized itself with technology uh, that organizes uh, the society as a, as, a, as a new system of governance where everyone is involved in the governance because we will be holding tokens and, 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 and ho holding voting rights directly onto a DAO because what we are doing is we are taking the person out of the policy. What does that mean? Well, traditionally, we've had to vote people into office and government, and that government, those are people who are having to um, you know, implement the will of the people. What's happened to that issue is that while the United States was set up with very pure intentions and, 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 and situations, you know, people have become corrupted because they have not resolved their egoic deficiencies and they've become corrupted by power. And so what that means is that they are not implementing the will of the people. They are there to line in their own pockets. And so this new technology that is birthing is going to take all those people out of the equation because they simply won't be needed. Artificial intelligence that is baked into the constitution of a blockchain code will deliver, execute, and complete all the tasks that society needs without necessarily having a corruptible person in there to interfere and pollute the original intention of the constitution. Constitution will be baked into the technology, technological code that we, we as people will vote into based upon our community and our alignments and our intentions. So what we're witnessing right now is this battle between the old uh, systems that are attempting to sort of hang on to this kind of uh, uh, methodologies and the people who, are, who, are, who have been served by that in terms of their power and finances, doing all they can to hold on to the hierarchy, right? And then at the same time, all that's going on and, and, the, and, and the light from, from prime creator, from God, from spirit, whatever you want to call that universal intelligence, continues to burst into our planet you know, incredibly, we've, we've got the Lionsgate 
coming up, which is an incredible frequency that comes from Sirius, 26 times brighter than our sun, through our sun into our planet, uh, that will continue to bring these waves of consciousness that will continue to, like a rising tide, float all ships, you know, uh, raise all ships up into kind of higher consciousness. And the ships here are the metaphor for us, the people. So we, will, we are witnessing the collapse of the old systems, you know, and, and, and the people uh, there now are, are adding fuel to that collapse, the excessive printing. I believe that there are white hats inside the Federal Reserve and inside the government that are purposely going to blow up the economy because it's all corrupt. So they're going to keep printing money and keep printing money and keep printing money until the whole thing explodes. And, and we're going to see inflation. We're going to see these other various things, the economy will start. And then, you know, all the various systems that were built upon that will start dissolving. We will we'll go through this kind of winter of kind of economy. But coming out the other side of that winter, we're going to see spring. And in that spring, we're going to see so much creativity, so much renaissance of creativity and technology that is going to start to bring the shoots of the new through where humans will start to organize ourselves based upon our own alignments and the technology will serve us, not for us to be served by it. And right now there's this kind of play out going on between the globalists and, and those on the, on the agenda who want to create the kind of their, their own kind of circle of control for the entire globe. And this whole technocratic kind of um, uh, intention to create a technocratic controlled society is certainly their playbook that they're marching to. But, you know, we've got, they don't factor in the human spirit you know, who desires to be sovereign and desires to be free as more wisdom and knowledge comes into people that they have choices where they can either live enslaved or live free. People are going to choose, choose freedom. And then the creativity that's going to come from the releasing of technologies. And also what I see coming is the releasing of information where humanity is going to have to take a reality check upon the actual process of what was happening to us as a species from these elite groupings who have been involved in all sorts of, you know, very dark, naughty shenanigans, uh, you know, satanic kind of Luciferian ritualized kind of energetic, you know, siphoning of energy of, of innocent beings to, you know, stay in control and power. Much of this will come to light. I'm seeing in the timelines where this information, the secrets will be released and then humanity will have to grieve go through this process and we'll have to go through winter. Uh, but like any winter, we're going to come out the other side in, in like a spring. So bringing this all this back to your question as to what's going to happen in 2020 <laughs> for the second half of the year, that whole kind of thing I gave you is a lot longer than 2020. This is kind of, kind okay. of going to be a, a process that's going to take a few years that we're going to go through in the early 20s. When we come out to the mid-20s, this is when I feel this beautiful renaissance is, is going to happen. We're going to have to go through. Right now, you know, if we use that metaphor of autumn and winter and spring, I feel we're coming up to mid-late autumn, okay? And, okay. and, and so we're, we're kind of like, we, we haven't hit winter yet, right? So where does 2020 fit into that? Well, if you know that the uh, people who are running the globalist agenda don't have their person in power, they're going to do anything they can to, to make that happen. Part of that playbook mm -hmm. is to raise up the, you know, the, the chaos in the economy in key swing states. So it wouldn't, I haven't looked recently, but I wouldn't surprise me if Florida and some of these other key swing states 
have a kind of uh, a massive kind of spiking in COVID-19 and other various things because what they're doing is they're pushing policy that they're, even their testing methods are greatly kind of um, swung to the bias of finding any little thing that can kind of be traced to COVID-19 suddenly gets placed in that kind of book. So they're kind of doing a bit of number fudging to suit that kind of agenda and they want to lock as much down as they can. Why do they want to lock things down? Because then you can go to postal voting. And why would they want to do postal voting? Because postal voting can be easily manipulated. So then on the other side, you have kind of the nationalists who are wanting kind of, you know, more kind of national control, who are, who do have uh, their person in kind of um, the, 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 throw, the, the hot seat of, of um, control. And, you know, they are kind of going to be playing their playbook, which most likely they can see all this coming and they've got, they've devised some sort of other method. For example, if it was me, you know, and, 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 you know, they look like they may be doing something like that because they, they recently brought the top person from Coinbase and put him inside the treasury. So for those of you that don't know Coinbase, it's just a um, cryptocurrency exchange. Uh, and this person was a top legal kind of tech guy they brought into the treasury. Why would they do that? Well, if you're trying to get people money, you know, $1,200 stimulus checks in the U S posting checks is really kind of, um, inefficient. <laughs> so, you know, I think they're probably developing some sort of app um, that they can, they can release like a treasury app that, that then you would, if you want to get your stimulus check and let's face it, if you're about to be airdropped $1,200 free, most people will go through the hassle of registering their, themselves onto an app. Most people have got smartphones, yeah. get yourself onto an app. What do you do? You put your social security number onto the app. Suddenly then you're identified, you link your bank account and they can airdrop money in an instant. Suddenly the money's in your app. You can spend it from your app or you can send it to your bank account or you can send money from your bank account to the app, right? So that's kind of great on one level, but then also, you know, you would have automatically kind of proven social security numbered ID ID'd into an application that you could then through a blockchain technology verify voting. So maybe there could be something going on there so that if it came to needing to do remote voting, they would have something a bit more um, fear, you know, and that's all you want is fear voting. You just want fairness and, and, and so that every person's vote can count and not be manipulated. So, so we're going to, I would say, expect the unexpected. I would say be prudent. And if you do live in, in the United States, I, I would be getting a little bit prepared for any eventuality. Uh, what does that mean? Well, you know, I think we need to acknowledge that we're in a silent war. And uh, what that means is that we probably need to take um, a little bit more primary care of our in, immediate family and, you know, prepare a little, you know, you want to have, you know, even in New Zealand, we've got three months of food here. We've got mm -hmm. plenty of water for at least six weeks. You know, um, we've got, I've got silver, I've got gold, you know, here, just in case anything kind of crazy happened, we can always use that. We've got kind of prepared in that way. So if you're in the United States, I would just, you know, I, I want to share it with you to, to prepare in the hope that you don't need it, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. You know, just get, you know, a little bit of time because, you know, maybe even electricity goes, who knows what can happen. What I'm seeing is, is it's going to get, if you thought the first half of the year was, you know, a little bit bubbly, the second half of the year is going to be more bubbly. So when we get to September and October, 
you know, as we get to the last half of September, October, you're coming into the last weeks into a general election in the US where there's a lot riding on it. So you can expect all sorts of crazy shenanigans going on there that, that um, you know, you want to prepare for any eventuality. So just be, just make sure there's water, there's food, uh, you've got some uh, currencies, you've got maybe money out of your bank, you know, because banks are part of that old system that, you know, may not be around in 15 years, 10 years, you know, in the same way. Um, you know, they are heavily invested in the old, although I do hear that they have just announced in the United States that banks can hold crypto assets for, uh, so it's interesting, they're trying to get into the new economy as well, which is formulating. So, so that's kind of my take. Uh, expect the unexpected for the rest of 2020. Uh, maybe if it gets really, really busy, I would say, oh, I think um, maybe we're getting towards the end of autumn and know that, you know, we haven't hit winter yet. And so we can expect kind of a recession. Um, I don't think we're in recession yet. I think the money printing may keep it going for a lot longer than any of us can ever imagine, but at some point, the inevitable will happen. Hyperinflation and inflation will hit, and the purchasing power of the US dollar will, uh, which is the last bastion of any sort of strength in, in any of the fiat currencies around the world, will probably start dissolving, decaying, and people will flood out of the US dollar. In the, begin in the, in the meantime, they will flood in to get out of certain assets, but, you know, in the... Uh, in, in the recession winter, which maybe 2021, 2022, whenever it begins, you know, it's going to be a time where it's more hunkering down and, and having to be a bit more prudent with resources and just getting prepared for that and making sure your purchasing power is somewhere safe so that you can move through that period. Because when we get to spring, for those of you that are spiritually inclined and, and conscious, this is why we came right you know it's like all of this play out it's like it's like oh yes it's finally happening and at the same time it's oh shit it's finally it's actually happening <laughs> totally. so you know totally. all the things all the things that we are longing for is there on the table for us right now and the question is are you prepared to go through winter in order to get to spring where the renaissance will come and it's in that renaissance that the creativity the bubbling up this incredible you know um uh prosperity and abundance and, and, and freedom can start to flourish once again, once we get through this collapsing of the old. And to give your listeners a kind of a little forecast further down the track is that what I'm seeing is in 50 short years, you know, humanity's consciousness is stationed at monadic level. Monadic consciousness means that most people have gone through soul absorption in their spiritual growth soul absorption is when the soul um, um, you know, absorbs up into the oversoul or the monad and is operating more from the lens of we than I, because when you're at soul level consciousness, you're still looking through the personality of the soul, the I, there's still an individuated aspect, but, but most of humanity will be at monadic consciousness operating through divine will and we, because you're unified with the group soul and see everything as unified and connected. And so, you know, that's not so far away. I mean, many of us are still going to be alive and kicking in, in 50 years because of our, our life extension, um, health, well-being strategies that are, and the frequencies and energies which, are, which is spontaneously unlocking our DNA, which is allowing the full expression of our immortal template, which is our, our <clears throat> original DNA's design is of um, immortal um, status, a biological immortality, which we can sort of start working towards if we start clearing enough of our karma. 
So yeah. that's in 50 short years. That means, you know, my son would probably have children by then. You know, I'm imagining he's five. You know, that'll be my grandkids being 25 years old, say. It's, it's, it's actually quite close. And when you think of it like that, 50 years in the evolution of a species is nothing. When you go and read history and you go back to the 12th century and the 13th century, you think it's almost like a day when you're looking back at it, right? Okay. Uh, but of course, people had to live through the transition of the Dark Ages into the Renaissance. And, that, and that's what happened in Italy, of course, the great Renaissance of the cultural Renaissance. And here for us, the, the cultural and spiritual Renaissance is going to send us in directions of great creativity using technology as a tool, not as a, not as a kind of control. So, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's interesting when you talk about the monadic evolution, because it instantly made me think of everything that's happening right now with the masks and with you know, kind of the, even within the light worker community, there's sort of this infighting, right? Of you're selfish if you're doing this, you're selfish if you're doing it this way. How come you can't do this for the greater good? I am doing this for the greater good. So there's already this, I would say, opening, maybe like a, a portal in humanity that's opening to really start you know, the, the preliminary shifting of that so that in 50 years time, we find a way to be an allowance of whatever that's going to look like rather than people needing to be in the right or wrong continuum. Yeah. Well, the, the key thing that is preventing that, that, that right now is polarization. Okay. They, they know that. That's why many of their agendas are to create polarization. I mean, the whole Black Lives Matter campaign was funded by the globalists, you know, and, and George Soros, you know, to create greater polarization, you know, in that kind of, you know, and uh, that frequency of opposing forces, that polarization creates that energy that the off-planet kind of, you know, aliens that are kind of, you know, siphoning all of the energy, you know, they feed off that, basically, that polarization. So what's needed most and foremost is kind of compassion right? And, 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 and unconditional love, you know, and, and, and to respect everyone's right to, you know, have their own choice point of, 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 of their own free will, what they choose, what they choose to do with that and not interfere with it, you know, and, and, and this is what I guess a lot of this agendas are playing out is, is, is to create polarization and, you know, the light, the light worker community, um, you know, does, does have its own responsibilities, you know, to, to support, you know, that frequency of not getting too much caught up in the polarization, uh, but, but holding that kind of unified, more awareness. And, and, and the best way to do that is get involved in your local community, you know, start supporting others. We, Alea and I, we give free ceremonies and, and, and all sorts of things for people here. And we're in support of people who are going through things because the energies that are coming through and, and when the, and when the uh, pandemic happened uh, with the virus, basically there was a, so much fear in the collective that, that it started opening portals from the underworld and that the fear, the collective fear allowed all sorts of crazy entities and energies to come out and feed off people. And so then you start sort of seeing people basically losing their shit because they were controlled by these other energy, crazy energies. So we need to have compassion for a lot of what's going on because not everyone has the discernment to know when they're sovereign and to know when there's a control, there's an energy coming through them that they don't aren't aware about. 
So this explosive type kind of energies, um, you know, is, is, is happening because unfortunately people don't have the awareness and consciousness to handle this incredible energy that's rushing through. You've got this little bit underworld energy happening, but there's so much light from the intelligence of God streaming into our planet right now, also creating what I would call forced awareness. What's a forced awareness? Well, when you have not been aligning with natural law and, you know, behaving from old patterns and programs, basically the, the, the world gives you, you know, the, the, the uh, intelligent field gives you the cosmic slap, <laughs> basically, where you have to take a look at something whether it's an accident or whether it's something that's going on or you lose your job or something's going on, you know, on that realm, you know, you, you are made to look into what you're doing. And for anyone who's lost their job, ask yourself this question, you know, was that work that you were doing soulfully inspiring for you? Was it really uplifting to you? Was it really nourishing your soul or was it really um, just surviving the ego? And when you take a look at from that perspective, the invitation is to reinvent yourself to be more soulfully inspired so that you can bring something of value to the world that is going to create the culture and the context for change and, 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 and bring that through. That is what this kind of whole play out of loss of work. And, you know, so you can get lost in fear if you want, but that's not going to support and sustain your family. You need to really now take this invitation from God to take a look into how your alignments are for your soul purpose and start to move towards that. And then the universe and God will support any beloved who is righteous enough to follow the bountifulness of wanting to give into and add value to this new world that's going to be created from greater sovereignty and freedom. So anything that is passionate to you, that lights you up, that is here to serve others is a part of that. So you can reorientate yourself. And in the beginning, you know, you can't see how it's going to work financially. That doesn't matter because you will work it out and the answers will come. Yours is not the how. Yours is only the what and the why. And then to trust that the how will be presented to you step by step through the intelligent field, as long as you remain love in your heart and into coherence through love. And then through coherence, it unlocks synchronicity. Coherence is love. Love is the glue that is the fabric that you know, unifies the matrix. And you're able to synchronistically work your way through step at a time, getting the resources you need every step of the way. And as you continue to grow on your soulfully inspired path, what happens is that more resources are unlocked for you because the intelligence with God is able to see that you're able to handle smaller assignments. And then suddenly you'll be given bigger assignments that give you bigger resources and more responsibility to create the new world. And so do know that it's God's design. All of this is taking place. This experiment in free will and duality is playing out right now as we come into this great choice point. At the start of this year in my newsletter, um, I, I talked about 2020 being the decade of destiny, not only for us individually, but for us as a species and society. This decade will determine whether we're going to be free and sovereign or whether we're going to be controlled and enslaved. And it's up to us how we make that happen. My bet is that, you know, humanity will wake itself up enough and shake everything off enough to shake free of all of that and will move forward into greater sovereignty. In fact, I know because, you know, 
I'm a timeline bridger like many light workers here who've come here for this exact purpose. We've done it before and we're doing it now again. It's just a matter of playing out the play. And uh, if we're here in our 3D embodiment, we might as well enjoy the play while it's here. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that you shared that because you said something earlier that made me think about, you know, because you're describing the seasons and it made me think that even just in this short time, because it's been really short, it can feel long. I get that for some people listening, but ultimately four months so far, heading into five months, whatever, isn't really that much time. And already I think our, our understanding of time and space is collapsing. I can see us already shifting into this new timeline where it's really becoming harder and harder to know what time of day it is other than based on what the sun or the moon is doing. Right. And, and what day of the week is it? And for some people that's really distressing, but actually really that's, we're, we're kind of returning to our nature. So as we learn to kind of step into this 5d timeline and we're learning to renegotiate our relationship with time and space, we're learning to heal the stuff that's getting kicked up right now. What are some really practical ways that we can navigate the deprogramming without getting sucked either into the vortex <coughs> of that or getting, getting sucked into the play that these societies are trying to get us to participate in? Sorry, I was choking on my tea. <laughs> <laughs> Went down the wrong way. Can you repeat that? Because gotcha. I was able to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you repeat gotcha. the question? Yeah. Yeah. So we're, I think we can all agree as light workers that our concept of time and space, we, we had a concept <laughs> that there's no such time thing as time and space, but we're really starting to experience the collapse of that, right? As we choose this 5D timeline. So how do we navigate these kind of changes, right? Time and space is changing. Yeah. Okay, our relationship question. to this matrix, like everything yeah. about the, the, what the matrix created for us, how do we navigate the deprogramming of that without getting sucked into the drama of it? Very good question. This is going to be probably the most important piece that many of you will listen to this year. If you don't know how to do this. Okay. Now what we're talking about is shifting timelines. What's a timeline? A timeline is a potentiality held by a state of consciousness. So in order to shift out of one reality, the only way to do it is to raise the particulation of your frequency. Now, how you do, how you do that is you, is you program your intent to imprint your intent on existence rather than allow existence to imprint its intent on you. Now that's pretty profound. So let me say it again. You program your field to imprint your intent on existence rather than allowing existence to imprint its intent on you. That means everything out there is just noise. You need to tune into the signal. The signal is the luminosity of your own heart's intelligence guiding you into a particular direction. Then what you do in your daily practice is you take your frequency and energy and consciousness into that direction to the highest transcendent vibrational state that you can attain in your morning practice. And you raise your vibration up into that state of being able to hold it and you leave your front door in that frequency. 
And then you hold that energy and then you end up attracting through the particulates of light and the quantum particles all begin to magnetize towards your vibration, right? If you go out the door, what, you know, after reading the newspaper, you're going to be filled with fear. You're going to be on the old timeline. Okay. And as, and as you, as you start to build that into your daily habit, your frequency is on what is now. And you end up creating that as a reality in your own reality. All of that that's going on in the world is not even in my, not even in my reality right now. I'm not experiencing any, any of that because I'm programming myself on a daily basis to move beyond that, to hold the 2030 timeline that I'm visioning. Right. So I go to 2030 and I, and I see humanity in, a, in an incredible state of abundance and all of these things we've been talking about. And I bring that into my field. And I, and I bring that into my heart and I bring that into my hara as a, as a governing intent. All right. And then what happens is that I attract the relevant people, events, timelines, situations, things that help support that frequency because that is the frequency I am on. So if that sounds appealing to you, you know, and to your listeners, if you're listening at home, I did create an audio transmission for that and, and it sets you up for the day. It's called the morning ritual. Um, if you go to my website, you will be able to get that for free just by opting into the homepage there. Um, and, and that would start your day getting into the transcended timeline state of what you what you feel and envisage the future for yourself, your family and society to be. That is how we bridge it. And those people who are more in the light worker vibe can kind of comprehend and understand the, that light intelligence, how that kind of works. Everything is just energy. You know, so the whole matrix is made up of sound, which creates vibration, which creates light. This goes on to create color, form, and geometry. Geometry is the form holding blueprint, which drops down to create the physical manifested world. We're just simply utilizing those principles alongside natural law infused into a, a practice that brings us into the state that we can change our life and change our reality. So if that sounds appealing for you, the only thing that you at home need to be contemplating on that is that do I have the drive and dedication to do it? That's, that's it really, you know, because I've just given you the direction. All you need now is focus and dedication. And, and, and for me, you know, what changed a lot for me was just, you know, truly deciding, you know, that I wanted to be the best version of myself that I could be. And what I had to do was delete all of the things that weren't enhancing that, right? So, you know, from my old state of conditioning, you know, there was a lot of things, alcohol and drugs and foods and sex and kind of crazy egoic desires, right? That had to be transcended. And then as I became more spiritually mature, I started to sort of, you know, invest more and more of my time, energy and resources into my 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 practice, my spiritual growth, my internal state of frequency and consciousness. So if anyone here is wanting to learn how they can help steer and be a part of the story that shifts humanity so that when you leave your physical body as a soul, you can, you can rejoice in the fact that you were part of the great playbook that was you know, inserted here, well, enter into a daily practice of raising your frequency and consciousness to hold that 2030 timeline uh, to that transcendent state and then go out into your community with that frequency and you become the organizational principle, much like a bee harmonizing to the queen bee's frequency. That's what you're here for, to be the queen bees in your communities that hold that frequency of that transcendent timeline. And it's up to you really if you want mm -hmm. to do that.
No one can make you do it. You have to say, yes, I choose. And that means getting up an hour early than normal. And uh, are you, here's the question I've got for you. You know, anyone at home listening, are you prepared to wake up an hour earlier to help change the planet? And that's as simple as that. Um, I'm up at 5, 5.30 every morning uh, to do my practice, getting my frequency into the most vibrationally tuned state. Here we are at 7.30. I'm already like, feel like I'm, you know, several hours into my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if that's I love that feeling, you that. Feeling, yeah, you know, just make it happen. Doesn't, don't have to use the morning ritual I designed. You develop your own practice, you know, but, you know, you can use the one I've put together for you if you choose. Just go to my website, Christoph.love. And, and opt in to the homepage. There'll be some free gift there. And that'll give you, you know, access to the, the, the transmission, the audio. I mean, the reason why I give it for free is because so many people of my, my, my clients said to me, that morning ritual changed my life. It's just incredible. So I just give it to people. And then, then you know, you can go make it happen in, in, in your community. And that's really what it's about now. All of us stepping up to the next level of frequency and consciousness so that we can serve. Mm-hmm. I love that you shared that. And I think that's probably what's happening for a lot of light workers, the dissonance between they've, they've intellectually chosen the 5d timeline, but they're still making themselves way too available to the 3d story because they're forgetting that we have to make the universe respond to us rather than us responding to the universe. Right. Right. And being exactly. back in alignment with those laws. Yeah. Yes. yes. You, then, then you become the conductor held together mm-hmm. through your conscious intent, right? It's all about intention. And so if you're getting caught up into the story, into the drama of what's going on, your frequency is back into the agenda timeline that is not even of your making. You're playing into it. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. have to play yourself out of it by programming your intent and imprinting that on existence and getting up above what the program is, what the controlled program is. People get the same worry about 5G. Well, you know, don't worry about 5G. You take your consciousness from beyond 5G. <laughs> Work your, get your vibrations mm-hmm. to the wavelengths that aren't affected by that. Mm-hmm. Wow, I love that. I think this is actually a great place to, to put a pin in it for today. I'd love to have you back on because I know there's so much else we can talk about. Uh, and... And I love that we're providing this higher level perspective, but still bringing it down to, okay, but as a human being, here's some things you probably want to take care of because you do have to tend to that stuff so that we can still be here spreading light and doing our thing. So I'm so grateful that you shared your, your heart and your wisdom and your futuristic natural tendencies as the futurist that you are and bringing that all to us today. So thanks for being here. And again, for everyone listening if you go to www.christoph.love, you can obviously learn more about what Christoph is up to, download your free uh, gift to help you, you know, be the conductor of your own universe rather than being part of the orchestra. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we will wrap up for today. But thanks for being here, Christoph. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. We will see you again next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you learned today, I would love for you to share with your friends by leaving a review so that more people can learn of the show and be impacted by the information we're sharing here. If you aren't already following me on social media, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Jennifer Longmore. 
And I'd also love for you to visit my website, www.souljourneys.ca, and claim your free soul acceleration system while you're there. You'll become a VIP recipient of my ever-popular daily messages from the Akasha, delivered to your inbox each day. With love and namaste.